Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, welcome, one and all, in here, out there, all the ships at sea. Welcome to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Today... Love it. Today was the fourth day of the escalating conflict between Israel and Hamas, and the news is both heartbreaking and horrific, but if you read any of that news on Twitter, you might want to check someplace else, because... Thanks to Elon Musk getting uh, rid of Twitter's verification system, misinformation about Israel and Hamas has been spreading on Twitter, including false claims that Benjamin Netanyahu was hospitalized, video game footage passed off as footage of a Hamas attack, and faked pictures of soccer star Cristiano Ronaldo holding the Palestinian flag. Not to question their fact-checking, but I'm pretty sure every picture of Cristiano Ronaldo... (laughs) is fake. No one has those abs. How do the legs attach? Do they snap onto his torso? What's this line about? What is this line? I don't have those. I've looked. Here at home, we still have no Speaker of the House, and Republicans don't really seem any closer to finding one. In order to reach some consensus, last night, roughly 150 GOP lawmakers met behind closed doors in what a member called a therapy session. I would hate to be a therapist for the House Republicans. Um, Okay, normally I don't say this to a patient, but you are all responsible for your parents' divorce. All of you. The way you were as a child is why they weren't happy. They did not settle on a speaker, but so far there are two declared candidates, Ohio representative and... And gentle orangutan returning the reading glasses you dropped into his enclosure. (laughs) Jim Jordan versus Louisiana representative and waterlogged Billy Joel, Steve Scalise. (laughs) Now, by now, they may have some competition for Kevin McCarthy's old job, and it's Kevin McCarthy. Because even though he claims he doesn't want his job back, Kevin McCarthy keeps acting like the House Speaker. When asked why he's just hanging around, McCarthy gave this response. I got nowhere else to go! Sad. That's so sad. That's so sad. Speaking of new leaders, yesterday there was a big announcement from vaccine conspiracy theorist Robert F. Kennedy Jr. seen here staring at the man he suspects of stealing his glasses. Uh... Bobby Jr. announced that he is ditching the Democratic primary to run for president as an independent in 2024. Yeah, I mean, you know, who's not so into this independent bid from Bobby Kennedy? The Kennedys, because 
Four of RFK Jr.'s siblings released this statement. The decision of our brother Bobby to run as a third-party candidate against Joe Biden is dangerous to our country. Bobby might share the same name as our father, but he does not share the same values, vision, or judgment. We denounce his candidacy and believe it to be perilous for our country. Adding, P.S., skip Thanksgiving this year, the turkey is vaccinated. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So RFK Jr. has upended the two-party system while simultaneously alienating his family. All he had to do yesterday with his announcement was to make the most powerful speech of his life. I need my speech. Uh, you, can't, you can't read anything. What? Yeah. It's, it's upside down. Ready on day one. Just as stirring as when Abraham Lincoln announced his candidacy with his head stuck in a bucket of sorghum. (laughs) Of course, it could be worse. He could be Donald Trump. The former president was campaigning, and you got to be quicker with those if we're going to do those. (laughs) He was campaigning in New Hampshire yesterday, and he kicked off his speech by taking shots at his likely opponent in 2024, as well as someone else. It's never been worse than it is now under... Crooked Joe Biden, and frankly, his boss, Barack Hussein Obama. I think it's his boss. Barack Hussein Obama. Crooked Joe Biden and his boss, Barack Hussein Obama. Really? You're pushing the Hussein Obama in 2023? That's a 2007 dog whistle, man. (laughs) Barack Hussein Obama. Is totes not my bay? He's the opposite of lit. Now drop the beat. I don't know how to close an umbrella. Ella, Ella, Ella. <laughs> what else happened in 2007? What else? So the Obama talk wasn't done there. I also opened up 5,000 square miles of ocean off New England that Barack Hussein Obama had closed. I don't know why. I mean, they closed. The most fertile area, almost like in the world, for a thing called fish. It's a thing called fish. (laughs) And fish live in a thing called ocean and does a thing called swim. Unless, Unless fish hit beach because fish has no what they call leg. No leg for walk, it's sad, which is why we must protect fish natural habitat Tartar sauce. <laughs> Phileo, we must. Phileo. Trump was playing all the hits on Memory Lane. He even dusted off his favorite poem, The Snake, which was a staple of his 2016 campaign. And we can't play you the whole clip because this is only an hour show. But here's a taste. Has anybody ever heard The Snake? Nobody's in a hurry, right? She stroked his pretty skin again and kissed him and held him tight. But instead of saying, thank you, ma'am, the snake gave her a vicious bite. Take me in, oh, tender woman, cried the vicious snake. 
I cry. Oh, this is so sad to hear. Look, she's crying in the front. <laughs> Don't cry. Learn from this. Oh, she's learning from this, all right. <laughs> Specifically, she's learning how big of a mistake it was to attend this speech. I'm, I'm, I'm being told we have, we have a shot of the woman he was talking to. Please let me leave. I can't take another poem. Bite me, snake. Just end it. Just bite me. I'm a tender woman. <laughs> Trump <laughs> also complained about his legal troubles. I got arrested. Can you believe it? That's the mugshot. I never thought I'd be taken. I wonder what my father and mother are saying as they look down. We should have loved him more. <laughs> oh. Oh, we should have hugged him just once. Forgive us, God. Forgive us, God, for the evil we have unleashed upon this world. At least he's now safely in custody down in Georgia. What? They released him, you madman. Give me that snake. God! Trump was also mad at a magazine because last week Trump was kicked off the Forbes 400 list of richest Americans. And... And, yeah, yeah, he famously hates when people question his wealth. So he immediately rage-truthed the very badly failing Forbes magazine, which lost most of its relevance long ago, and which knows less about me than Stormy Daniels, who doesn't know me at all. That's, that is a hard left turn. How did he get to Stormy Daniels? Oh, that's right, I forgot. The, the night that they had sex, she spanked him with a Forbes magazine. So that's the truth. That's true. That is a true story. So now, of course, whenever he sees Forbes, he thinks Stormy. Same way she thinks about him whenever she sees a mushroom. Oh! Oh! No, no. Trump's New York fraud trial still going on, and reportedly his defense team has a bold new strategy, lose big. Because they know there's no chance of actually winning on the merits, so Trump and his lawyers are hoping to score some PR points, enrage the judge, trash some of the witnesses, and turn the process into a media circus. One Trump ally describes it as the fire festival strategies. <laughs> Always a good time to name your thing after famous disasters. It's like the popular energy drink, Hindenburg Frost Razzleberry. <laughs> oh, the blue manity. <laughs> in, uh, in censorship news, we've learned that a library has flagged a book as potentially explicit due to the author's last name. The book in question is Read Me a Story, Stella, by Mary Louise Gay. So they wanted to ban a book because the author's last name is Gay. Seems crazy, but it's the kind of thing that could happen anywhere in Alabama. <laughs> now, the library is facing pushback, and the executive director has said it was a keyword filtering mistake and that Gay's book shouldn't have been placed on the list. See? It was just accidental discrimination that got in the way of their on-purpose discrimination. <laughs> so, authors, if you want your books in Alabama libraries, make sure to adopt a very hetero pen name Look out for One Fish, Two Fish, The Fish Are Male and Female and They're Married by Dr. Strady McMahon Penis. we got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Carrie Washington. 
calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra on The Legend of Korra. And me, Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko on The Last Airbender and General Iroh on The Legend of Korra. Each week, we'll recap and discuss another episode of The Last Airbender. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but... Amazing guests stop by from creators to cast to super fans to chat all things Avatarverse. Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe? Varney, we gotta spread the word. Now fans can also check out our weekly video pods too by subscribing to the official Avatar YouTube channel. That's a lot of fire, isn't it? That's right, we're on video this season, everybody. So whether you're a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge or you're brand new to this incredible world, it's Fire Nation time, Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Brave the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, my first guest tonight is an actor and New York Times best-selling author. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Kerry Washington. Hi. You know, I'm a fan... I'm a fan. Hey. We've talked many times. Yes, I'm a fan of I'm the fan. Of, of the actor Carrie oh, Washington. Well, thank you. And 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 now I, I'm a fan of uh, the author Carrie ah! Washington, who I'm talking to tonight. There you go. Thicker, thicker than water. This, okay, this is about you and your family life and some yeah. very specific revelations that we'll get yes. to in just a moment. But okay. first, I just want to talk about, as, a, as an actress, who I'm sure does a, little, a lot of background work on characters and yes. things like that, what's it like to focus on the character of you? So weird. It's very strange. You know, I'm used to talking about characters and what they're going through, and I have been a very private person up until this point, sure. and now I'm, I'm sharing a lot of revelations about my life and my family's life, and not just to, like, spill the tea and embarrass us, but mm -hmm. because I feel like there is a lot of healing that can happen in truth, and that's been the journey I've been on with my family, is that they gave me this new information, and it's been an opportunity for us to as we talked about earlier, to keep feeling and keep staying in truth with each other and grow closer and evolve. And, and as, you, as you're writing this, as you're, like, laying out your own life and your own backstory here and your families, do you think you could play you? <laughs> like, would you want to play you as a character? No. No? <laughs> Who would you want to play you in the Kerry Washington story? Um... And keep in mind, I have a job. You do. I don't, I don't, no offense, I don't think you could do me well. Um, oh God. Um, I think, here we go. Um, so there's, I love, there's an actress named Joy Bryant, who's also a Bronx girl, and she's incredibly talented, right. and I feel like she could do it. There you go, Joy. Yeah. Call your agent. Now, <laughs> we, you, you write about a big revelation in your life. Can you explain yeah. to the people what happened? Yeah, so um, five or six years ago, my parents sat me down and they had to tell me because we were going to do Skip Gates' show, Finding Your Roots. Right, which I, I you were on. I, I, did, I know uh, all about your yeah, family. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they, my parents shared with me that my beloved dad is not my biological father. Because um, they were going to find out. Yes, because on Finding Your Roots, we were going to do DNA tests, and so then they didn't want to do the show anymore. And I was like, Why? What's the big deal? Um, and they told me that I was conceived with the help of a sperm donor, which I never knew. Wow. I know. Were they I, ever going to... They were going to take it to their graves. Really? They were. They wow. were. They were going to take it to their graves. And in a lot of ways, I think 
they thought they were protecting me. You know, this was an act of love. I mean, when, also when my parents did this, this is a long time ago, it's in the 70s, so there weren't like fancy sperm banks now with frozen sperm. This was like the Wild West. They have no idea who this guy was. They were innovators. The guy just they came were... in and started shooting up the town. <laughs> <laughs> and lucky me. Exactly. Lucky me, I arrived. <laughs> but they were like renegades, my parents. They were doing something that not a lot of people were doing. It was wow. very experimental and very sure. secretive, and they didn't want me to feel different or othered from them, sure. so they thought, well, we'll just never tell her. Great. Yeah. Well... Well, not so and, great, but... Well, I mean, <laughs> well, nice of them to have your feelings in mind, is yes. what I mean. Yes, yes. I mean. But I think what we realized is that them keeping that secret from me actually had the opposite impact that they wanted it to. That How actually, so? well, when they told me the truth, it actually brought us closer together as a family. Oh, because there wasn't even an unspoken there thing. There wasn't this weird secret Well, here you us. are with your lovely folks yes. right there. There you are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, have you, now that you, now that you know this, have you, do you have any information about who this person might be? Like, have you, have you looked at this person? I don't. We're searching, uh, but I don't know yet who the sperm donor is. Do you have any idea where this person might have done this donation? I, I mean, I'm, I know that it was in New York in the 70s. Mm -hmm. um, the doctor's office was on the Upper East Side. Okay. But don't go, like, claiming to be my father, people, because <laughs> this isn't like Cinderella's slipper. Like, right. I'll, you'll spit in a tube, and I'll know if you're lying. So you got to okay. be... Okay. Yeah. Do you know anything about this person? Like, because he might be watching. We could... A lot of sperm donors watch this show. Is that a... <laughs> demographic I've, for I've you. Seen, CBS is broken around the demo for me. It's, yeah, a, big yeah, yeah. Part, it's yeah. a big part of yeah. our audience. Well, yeah. if anybody looks like me and you First feel of all, like... congratulations if you look like her. <laughs> but if you gave, if you were a sperm donor in New York in the late yeah. 70s in the Upper East Side, where do they, they, know where do they call? Black. They know he was black. They know he was black. They should call Skip Gates. Don't call me. Call Skip Gates and okay. then he'll oh, run the Skip test. Skip Gates is going to get a lot of phone calls now. <laughs> You just made Skip, you just ruined Skip Gates' week. <laughs> He's at Harvard, man. if anybody wants to know. <laughs> sure. Um, okay, you, 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 speaking of your, your folks, you introduced them to the Obamas. I did. How long ago did this happen? I got to introduce them, I write about this in the book, to then-Senator Barack Obama. Oh, wow, yeah. back in the day. Back in the day when he was running, and I was doing a lot of work for the campaign. Sure. And I was visiting, I think I went to 16 states on behalf of the senator Holy campaigning. Holy cow. And, um, and it went, one Tennessee Sunday, I went to four churches for the mm -hmm. campaign. So when my mom met then-Senator Obama, she said, it's so nice to meet you. Thank you for getting Carrie back in church. <laughs> <laughs> were they, were your folks like, did they play it cool? Were they cool about it? Because obviously whenever I'm with the Obamas, I'm super cool about it. Are you? No, I'm not. No, um, no, no. They were odd. They were truly odd and odd. <laughs> oddly odd? Yes, oddly odd. Uh -huh. They were, they were, um, I think they were very proud, you know? I didn't, they didn't think in their lifetime that they would see a black man be president or, yeah. No, your mom uh, was a professor. Yes. What did she teach? She taught education. Education. So at one time when I was in like third or fourth grade, I was upset with the teacher and I said, you know, my mom teaches people to do what you do. How'd that go? Over? Not well. Not that, well? that did not okay. go over well. Did you ever, did you ever go watch her teach? Were you ever I part did. of his I did. I did, and she was so, first of all, 
so extraordinary to see your mom command the attention of hundreds of students, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like so magical. But she would sometimes ask a question because she was a teacher of education. She would say like, what do you think an eight-year-old would want to do in this situation? And if nobody raised their hand, I'd be like, I know. And she would call on me sometimes. It was very cute. <laughs> you grew up in the Bronx, as I you did. were saying the before. And and then and and you you know and now you've become a celebrated actress. Were did you were, were there people when you were younger that you looked up to? Were there were there other people that you grew up with who went into the profession as well? Yes, I actually this I went to the same boys and girls club as Jennifer Lopez. Oh, wow. I did, wow. and something in the water there. Wow, um, you're just Carrie from the block. I'm just Carrie from the. Don't be fooled by the rocks that I've got. Okay. Um, <laughs> But she actually was a substitute dance teacher at the Boys and Girls Club. So I, I took some dance classes from J-Lo when I was little. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. You guys, have you guys talked about this? She's always been, like, super proud and supportive and amazing. So, yeah. Well, congratulations on the new book. Thank it you. It is called Thicker Than Water. The young lady is Carrie Washington, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to the Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. 